Hey, what's up? It's Chris Powell, and I've been opening up a lot about my mental health journey over the last few years. And one thing that actually was an eye-opening experience for me was when I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Mm. And for me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is what's been going on in my mind. This is why I've been ruminating. This is why one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought. And before I know it, I'm catastrophizing about everything falling apart in my life. I'm going to guess that you had a therapist help you work that out and you didn't achieve that goal on your own. 100%. In fact, it was the work that I did with a therapist that helped transform my thought process and put me on the path to recovery. Yeah, me too. I don't know how anybody could get out of it alone. In fact, I have a good friend that says we all need somebody to help us. You know, you can't heal without relationship. I yes. think it's one of the reasons we're so excited that BetterHelp is one of our main sponsors of the mm. I Needed That podcast. Uh, they're the largest therapy service. It's 100% online. And to get started, you just answer a couple of questions about your needs, your preferences in therapy, and then you can schedule sessions whenever it's convenient for you. And the cool thing about BetterHelp is, so you're not vibing with somebody right away, it's no big deal to just right. switch therapists. And you know what's really cool is that with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you'd expect from in-office therapy, but you get a therapist who's custom-picked for you. So we're talking about more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. All right, so what do you do next? Please go to our show notes and or go to betterhelp.com slash I needed that. That's betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll also find this link in the show notes of today's episode. And he looks right at me and he says, Matthew, you are a transitional character in your lineage. And that is why I do what I do. Hi there, my name is Matthew Blades, podcast host and motivational speaker. And I love keynoting and putting on workshops to help people understand the value of self-care. Because there are people in this room that feel broken, but you're not. There is nothing wrong with you. Just like there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to step into my life's purpose more. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Let's do this together. Head on over to learnfrompeoplewholivedit.com. Hey, what's up? It's me, Chris Powell. And before we start the podcast, I got a question for you. Do you want to start a healthy habit? Do you want to feel great for the rest of the day? And do you want to do all of that in less than three minutes? I'm on a mission to move 1 million people every single day with my nonprofit and app called Move 1 Million. It's fast, easy, fun, and you'll feel great for the rest of the day. Oh, and the best part? It's 100% free. You can find us at m1m.org or search M1M on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. We like the party. Hello, everybody. I'm Matthew Blades. What's up? I am Chris Powell. (laughs) And we are live in our brand new studios. The video version is finally here as of the last couple of weeks. Welcome to I Needed That Podcast. Yeah. Uh, A lot of great stuff coming up on today's show. We are going to do a deep dive on this idea of how quickly your mindset can shift when a basic need is threat. What do you mean when you say that, by the way? So it goes back to, and just on the geeky side of things, there's this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it starts with like, you know, our, our physiological needs, just basic food, water, shelter, then safety, and then 
from there it goes up it goes like love and belonging but the thing is we have to have those basic needs met before we can start to pursue the other needs so you got to have food you got to have water you have to have shelter now, hold on. Just to you're live. giving it all away oh, the no, deep yeah. dive so, is coming sorry. up i'm i'm ready to jump into the sucker right now we're also going to talk about failure on this particular episode and what idea did you have that you came up with that you thought was going to be something super special and and it didn't work out and as you will learn in this episode there's actually one of the most iconic movies of all time that was shot down 40 times before somebody said yes so all of that coming up plus i spent the week at a juvenile detention center uh, working with inmates and it was an unbelievable experience that I cannot wait to talk about. You've only shared a couple of the many stories with me. I cannot wait to, to dig into this one. So that's what's coming up uh, here on this episode of I Needed That. Now, uh, as we are kind of a new podcast and we've got a lot of new faces and, and friends kind of joining the party, uh, just a quick reminder that the I Needed That handle is available uh, for you to follow right now on Instagram. And the other thing is you can ask Alexa to play the podcast I Needed That. That, and she will. So How you, cool is that? Huh? It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Like, hey, Alexa, play I Needed That. And guess what? She you, does. You got to say play the podcast. Yes. I Needed That, and then she will. Otherwise, she'll, she'll look for a song called I Needed That. <laughs> she, so. she actually does. She, yes. And I think there is one. Have you done it yet? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 100%. Awesome. <laughs> I had to figure it out the first time before... I got things going. So, um, all right. So we want to get to failure. We want to get to how quickly the mindset can shift. But it, it, pardon me as a Bogart, the, the front end of this conversation, because I just spent the last week working inside a juvenile detention center. And yeah, I have to tell you, Chris, that experience changed my life. How? So, all right. Let's just put it. Let's be frank, right? When we think about people that are behind bars, mm. uh, we, we tend to think of a group of people and we have certain, certain opinions of them. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, me yeah. too. I think mm-hmm. everybody is, right? Everybody probably thinks about inmates a certain way mm-hmm. until you have a chance to be right in front of them, listen to them, hear them, see what's on their brain, see what they're thinking about. And I'm telling you, it was, it was just a life-changing experience in which way, okay? So right. it changed my perspective on the entire juvenile detention system for the better or for the worse a hundred percent for the better okay what i believe in now are are these kids and their ability to recover to be resilient to come out of this thing better right Mm -hmm. but the problem is i'll tell you man it, it was just it was screaming in my face the whole time that we were working with these kids the problem is i don't think there's enough good voices in their environment Sure. And that's single-handedly the reason that they can't step outside of it. That makes sense. I met this dude named uh, Cordero. And, uh, man, I would love to have Cordero on our podcast. But Cordero's one of these uh, kids now. He's not a kid. He's a, he's a grown man. But he used to be in that, ju- that same juvenile detention center when he was a teenager. And then he went to prison for like the next 10 years. Oh, wow. And while he was sitting in solitary confinement, he kind of had this realization about what his life was going to be like and what he was going to do. Now he's like about to graduate from ASU with either a master's or a doctorate. I think he's working on his doctorate because he's writing a thesis now. Wow. And he wants to get into public service and he wants to more than anything change a lot of the policies that are surrounding prison reform and some of this stuff. And he was telling me that the, the, the single biggest reason that most of these kids end up back in this situation is because of the gap that they have on information. 
Sure. There's only so much they know, and they just haven't been exposed to a completely different way of doing things. Mm. And so... That, 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 make, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. When you think about, and you and I talk about this from the perspective of weight loss or mental health, it's like, if your environment is such where you're not really, you know, put in a position to grow, you probably won't. Right. Yeah. You probably won't. No, no, absolutely not. You probably just keep doing the same things you've been doing because that's, that you don't know any better. Right. And, and that's what you have observed with all these kids. Did you have a chance to actually talk with them about their home environment before they went to prison? And like to kind of un- understand I where they came man. from. Yeah, they made it really clear that some of the stuff that was off limits was asking them why they were there, mm. asking them about their personal life. Okay. And quite frankly, um, so I did, I think I had like eight or nine classes mm. and I saw each group twice. The first time that I was with them, we did a whole thing on kind of being that transitional character in their lineage. You know, the thing I'm super passionate about. Sure. And we talked about it on an earlier episode, that idea that maybe you're the one that's here to set your family free from all the dysfunction. Right. Maybe you're the person here to break all the generational cycles and move people forward. Right. Maybe that's you. Embrace yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the kids told me, um, because when you get in there, the demographic is one where you're like 50% African American, uh, and then there's another. Uh, uh, a high degree of like Hispanic and then Native American mm-hmm. uh, and one of the kids was Native American he, he said there's actually something in his lineage where I guess every seven years the, the child born is the person who's like the transitional character but really? Be, yeah but because and is this, this part is, of their culture? yeah 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 Oh, wow. But because of the fact that that cycle's moving all the time, it's not like you start in 1990 and then you go to 1997. It's like every year, it's been seven years for some family in oh, some wow. form. That's really interesting. Oh, it's so fascinating. I can't wait to do another deep dive on it. A couple of days ago, actually, when you, you came back from the prison, you, you mentioned that uh, one, of the, one of the inmates actually said to you, like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess this up, but something along the lines, and, and help me out here, he said, like, what am I supposed to do? My dad's in prison, my mom's in prison, my brother's in prison. He's like, I don't know anything else. And I, I, I'm sure like that's, it was actually right after that conversation, that's, it kind of stoked a continued conversation between us saying, these, the environment that's, that these people are coming from, this is all they know, henceforth this gap. And it's just like, again, he, how does he know how to live outside of prison that, when that's all he's ever been exposed to? And sure. Who raised them? <laughs> and, and it's, what were they telling them? For sure. And so it's like, I, I, it's, it's easy to believe that now. But then the question is, how do we solve the problem? Right. Because it's like, in, actually, before we started this, you were saying, these kids that you were just talking to, you know, these, these teenagers that are young adults, so many of them were brilliant and they had they had charisma and they were they were witty amazing and, character and wit and humor like that's there's a direct correlation between that and intelligence and it's just like man all this incredible untapped potential that's only known one thing imagine if you could just expand their horizons so they could actually believe in doing something beyond where well, they're at. And you know me, man. It's like, okay, so that's just, that's just one shape and form of environment impacting your outcome. 
uh, you know, and, and in your world, right? If you've, if you've got a family and mom and dad have always been out of shape and overweight, grandma, grandpa have been always out of shape and overweight, yep. like that's all you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, you, you literally don't know any better. You know exactly where I'm going with this. I mean, so I, I hope we're all asking that question. Like I'm looking inside right now saying, how is my current environment right now shaping who I am? Because it is, we know this. This is, this is just pure fact is that our environment is constantly shaping us, but it has been shaping us since we were a child, Yeah, you know, and, and the conversations we were had, the things we were told. And so I, I hope I'm, I'm looking at that right now and I'm, I hope that you are too. Everyone out there who's listening, it's like, why not take a look, right? Yeah. Why, why not consider the fact that like Cordero says to these kids, why not consider the fact that you've got a gap mm. and then now try to find somebody to help you close that gap? Yeah, Absolutely. And maybe we're the people. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. today you're going to do a deep dive on how quickly mindset can shift when a basic need is threatened. And then if we have time, we're actually going to get into a little bit of this why exercise is so pivotal for getting you out of depression and anxiety. So, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to extend and uh, give you some information today that closes those gaps just a little bit for Ab- folks. Absolutely. And just a couple tools to help make it Make your life a little bit better. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just a quick reminder, uh, the I Needed That podcast is available on all platforms right now. You can ask Alexa to play the podcast, I Needed That, or here's the other really cool thing. We want you to interact with our show, and as a result, we're on Instagram. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, how cool is this? <laughs> it's kind of fun, man. <laughs> it, it because we've gotten some really good feedback. That, you know, in episode number one and number two, we, we did this whole thing about sharks in the water. Right. Right? Remember yeah. this? And it was because while we were taping, <laughs> your, your kids were here because this is where they live. And yep. uh, we, we could overhear them talking and you had to ask them, to say, hey, shut it down. Right. But this is, this is life nowadays for most of us. I mean, how many of you have got a, your own home office set up because, well, you're not working in the office anymore right. because after after the pandemic we all set up our own home offices and so now it's just it's real dude you that, want the truth oh you want the truth rubes is in the other room right now on your bed because she's got a little bit of a cough yeah cash is in the other room right now i can hear his little video game playing yep. from time to time clackety clackety clack you and i are in here doing <laughs> yes. the podcast like this is how it is for people do you mind pulling up a couple of those comments oh that my we got? gosh they're so hilarious because one of them was so good you've <laughs> got to read the one about the girl or the woman rather who's on her zoom call with a bunch of c-suite Oh yeah, so so that Kim- one is the best. Kimberly here. She she says, uh, "I'm on a video Zoom with the C-suite. My kiddo pops in and says, why is my mom the only girl on here?'" <laughs> <laughs> hey man, t- time to make so some changes. Good. And the other one you have to read is because of what we just witnessed before we hit the record button. Oh, you know where I'm going so with good. this? Yes, yes. I'm sorry, Cash. I'm calling you out. <laughs> he says, um, "This is from an attorney." <laughs> fit in faith. She says, I'm giving legal advice to my client over zoom. And my three-year-old comes up to me and says, mom, I have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is just so real. And it happens. So people are dealing with oh, me. and so much has been caught on these video chats. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I know everybody out there has got a video chat story because we, I mean, when you live it for two years, Crazy stuff happens. So anyways, thank you for the feedback on yes. the I Needed That podcast feed. Um, what we're going to talk about today that we would love to get some feedback from you on is what is that idea that you had that didn't work? You want to jump into that right now? Oh, man. I'm happy to. Okay. Because- so let's talk about that movie really quick. And then I'm, I have a question for you. Yes. So fun fact. Before becoming a movie classic, Back to the Future, the movie with... Um, 
Uh, oh my God, Michael Why J. Fox. I, yeah, Michael J. Yes. Fox, um, Christopher Lloyd, the whole team. That was, that was amazing. Was rejected over forty times, mm-hmm. with the most notable rejections coming from Disney. Disney thought that the movie was actually too risque for their family-oriented audience. Wow. Specifically the part about Marty meeting his mom in 1955. Mm. Columbia Pictures had just produced Animal House and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and their executives said it was too tame for their audiences. (laughs) And so they moved on to Universal Studios, eventually bought the rights, and it became the highest-grossing film of 1985 and was nominated for several Academy Awards. So the question to you, Chris Powell. Yes. Is what idea did you have that was rejected, and how many times did you get rejected before it became a hit? Oh, well, I mean, we could go back as far as, I mean, 2005, like my very first invention, it was, you know, I created a a nutrition system uh, that teaches people how to eat by colors and numbers. I mean, the thing, again, I mean, this is just a start. (laughs) I I want to know about this. Oh, it's it's actually sitting on my countertop over here. So Serious? I, yeah, I, I told the factory in China and ran like twelve thousand units, and it was an absolute flop. That's actually what put me into two hundred thousand plus dollars of debt. I mean, in one of my lowest points in my life. But the thing is, I'm I'm not going to give up on it. It still hasn't made it to the market yet. <laughs> and but maybe but it will. It will. It will because it's still a good idea, and I can't let it go. But here's the thing. I mean, the only reason, probably a lot of you might be listening to this podcast right now is perhaps you either you've, you've listened to Matthew blades on the radio in your own local territory, or perhaps you saw me on extreme makeover weight loss edition. Here's the thing. I've only had a couple big wins in my life, but I've failed 40 plus times Mm. at least let's just, I mean, forget about the past. Let's just talk about 2022. All right. I came up with, uh, there's, there is a production company, an amazing production company. And we came up with this awesome, like an epic concept for a show. Sharks in the water. Guys, (laughs) stop circling. So 2022. Y'all want real or you want fake? Yeah. Okay. This is, this is is the way it is. You know, life after the pandemic, we all got our own home studios. So so. in 2022, I know this bit, they don't, you you tried a couple of things. Yeah. I I mean, and there's, we came up with this, an amazing concept for a, for a television show that was big and we're, and the production company that I teamed up with, was actually, they're huge and they could do stuff on a massive scale. We took it to every single big network, Netflix, HBO Max, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Amazon, no's across the board. That was between January and April of 2022. Do they give you no and here's why, or is it just thanks for coming? Yeah. No, they, 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 you always need to get the here's why, because it tells you, okay, well, here's where I'm on the mark and here's where I'm off the mark. But at the same time, it's like, well, okay, I'm not going to give up. So I'm just going to, I'll tweak the pitch. We'll figure it out and we'll come back. Unfortunately, the nose here was, it's just too big. It's a huge concept, but it was beautiful and it's brilliant. And I, I won't necessarily let the concept go. We just, I, I, we need to rework it. So that's what we're going to do. And so again, the only reason I'm, I'm sitting here right now is because I just can't take no for an answer. And I've, I've failed and fallen so many times in my life. Well, here's the thing. You don't fail until you quit. So I've fallen over and over and over and over and over again. But as long as you just keep working the new angle, just pivot, find a new angle, hit it again. It's, it's okay if you miss. Pivot again. Hit it from a new angle. You'll eventually, over time, it's a numbers game. You've got to get, there will be a win that comes. 
And sure enough, it's one win that has me sitting right here. And it completely changed my life. You just got to, you got to stay in the game. I know what's going to happen because I can feel it in my heart and my soul that the bigger this podcast becomes, the easier these projects are going to have a yes come their way. Cause they're going to see like, you got a whole like army full of people that are rooting for you. That's the beauty of it. Like, and thanks to you guys, because we're all in this together. So, like, that's why I don't mind sharing these failures and like, or, or these these times when when I fall when it didn't work. I'd love to bring you guys in on it. Maybe maybe there's some ideas out there that you might have that says, "Oh, just pivot and try this instead." And maybe that's what it takes to bring something of real value to the world. All right, let's do this. Hit us on the gram and let us know what is it? What is it that you tried to do and it didn't work? So then you pivoted and now you have a version of it. Let us know what that is and why don't we pick a couple of people? We'll feature them on a future episode of uh, I Needed That and uh, you know we'll consider them for, for something other, you know, fun bit down the road. Yeah, I would, good? I would. I love that. Okay. Or maybe even also a couple stories of like falling over and over and over again until something hit for you, you know, and you just, you didn't stop. And then finally it just, it sparked. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I wonder how many people are surprised to learn that you had a couple of things that didn't work out. Cause it's pretty easy, right? Don't you agree? It's pretty easy to look at the gram and Facebook and the, the Twitter feed and go, okay, that guy's got it all together. Oh, for I, sure. that dude's life is perfect. Oh, all the time. And, and it's funny. It's like, even back in the past, like between January and April, I'm like, oh, guys, I'm working on something. I'm working on a show. And everyone's like, yeah, here we go. And I'm, I was working on the show, had the production company lined up and everything. Guess what? Every single network shut us down. So I'm like, hey, I'm still working on a show. <laughs> but at the same time, we just got to pivot. And then, but it's, it's easy. Like, and, and again, it's like, oh, even when the show came about, overnight success. No, man. I was, I was grinding since 2002. And I, our show didn't hit till 2010. And in between 2002 and 2010, since I've been helping people transform their lives, man, I, I made some, some really bad moves and I found myself in $200,000 of debt. I found myself in the middle of an opioid addiction, you know, and I lost everything. I was living out of my car for six months, you know, like, so what does that mean living out of your car? Cause people say that all the time. Like you yeah. slept there. Fortunately, I actually, I only slept in the backseat of my car a handful of times. Um, I had, I was couch surfing, but so basically when I say living out of my car, it was, um, I had my, I was an, an old Audi and, uh, I had a duffel bag. It was literally just me, my Audi and a duffel bag that, that Audi ended up getting repossessed by the way. And, um, I would, so I'd literally just drive from, I would call a friend. Hey, mind if I crash on your couch for a night or two? Yeah, no problem, dude. Of course. Cruise over there, sleep on the couch for a night or two. And sometimes I'd try to extend it a couple more nights while I was lining up somebody else just because I, I felt like a burden. And so I just kind of floated around for about three months. And then um, ended up heading out to California, slept on my friend's couch there for like two weeks while I was like running around trying to get jobs at different gyms. Just it's like one of those things where you barely have enough money to go to Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I was, everything was leveraged. It was all credit cards and I was, and I was running them up and my debt was just getting worse. I was in $200,000 of debt. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It, it was actually more than that over to it. Oh, and man. I was living off these credit cards and then that's actually, they all started coming after me. So I, I, I went through and that's when everything got repossessed, taken, et cetera. And, um, so I ended up 
calling all the collection companies, you know, started working out some deals with them after I got back on my feet. But, um, you know, David, the gentleman who actually helped way back in the day, lose a lot of weight. His family opened up their doors to me. They let me sleep on their couch for three months while I got back on my feet. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all part of my journey, but don't, don't be scared to number one, try, don't be scared to fall because again, you, it's, it's all part of the process and it's so necessary in the journey of, because it's in those times where you learn what works and what doesn't, and it gives you the strength that you need and the fortitude that you need to see it through. And it also, when you do finally succeed, it makes it that much sweeter. Yeah. Imagine if you won right off the bat, it just, it wouldn't be as nice. You wouldn't realize how sweet it is. Depends on how big the lottery was. <laughs> yes, I'm just this saying. Is true. This is true. I don't need to try that hard for the lottery. I just <laughs> would love to win that one off the bat. Yes. If you won the lottery tomorrow, would you continue doing this work? I, I would. Yeah, I would because right. I'm, on, I'm on a mission now. And that freaking green light, red light, number system, food thing would be a real thing oh, right here oh. and now. Yeah, you better believe it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the mission is just, it's all about bringing value and bringing more love into the world. Okay. Okay. So how can we do this? So you guys don't know this, but before we got started on today's podcast called I Needed That, which is available on all your platforms, by the way, and we've got the Instagram handle, I Needed That Podcast, so you can look for us there and connect for us there. You mentioned that in the last week, you've been getting some, some messaging about love. What is this all about? Yeah. Uh, you know, Am I talking about it? No, no, no. This is good. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're spot on. Um, you know, when I was going through my divorce, I, I went through a really, you know, a difficult time as a lot of people do when you're going through your divorce. Of course. You're trying to find yourself again because you've only known yourself being married to this other individual for, you know, for me, in, in my case, it was 10 years. And so there was, there's a, a bit of an identity crisis in yeah. the process. Yeah. And at the same time, I was trying to find happiness because there's, there's a hole, you know, and, and, and I was just trying to figure myself out. And so in the process of that, I, I found so much joy and so much purpose going back to my mission, which was going to be, you know, helping other people, serving others. And that's when I started Move One Million, the service project. And man, it charged me up and I felt so good. And it was like for months I was living in this place because the whole purpose behind the project was to bring movement and mindfulness into the world. But it, it's all wrapped in a package of love. That's what it's about is try, just trying to help people live better lives and bring more love into them. In fact, we, we finish every, every session with those affirmations on behalf of myself and the thousands of people who moved today. You're loved and we believe in you. Like that's, that was, and man, it, it, it charged me up. And, and then as I got pulled more into the business side of things, cause that, that there's no financial, <laughs> there's no financial gain or anything there. It's, it's a service project. It's a service project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing to be made there that, but it just filled my bucket. So then I had to kind of, jump ship and not jump ship, but kind of put that on the back burner and go back to my business. It was easy just to kind of to lose the service side of things. And sure. I just, I felt, you know, and then all of a sudden when you're doing business, there's negotiations and there's all these other, there's these things that are happening and it, it pulled me away God, from man. the love. I got so much I want to say right now. Go yeah, ahead. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm trying to put it into words and it's kind of hard to, but it's like the, just the, sometimes when you're in negotiations and business, so many people are, are more interested. They're interested in the financial gain and, and that's okay if some people are driven by that. But for me, it pulled me away from the love and, and, it, and all those feels that were driving me for a long time, it got convoluted and I lost that focus. And sure enough, just over the last week, 
just a handful of, I want to put them in air quotes, coincidences that aren't coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my stuff right here. Go. If you know, you know. You know, it's just, the, the, it was just this constant messaging of like, you're here, like, don't forget the mission. The mission is so much bigger than any kind of business. And it's, and it's a, encompassing everything that I do. You, whether it's move one million, whether it's the I transform app, I needed sure. that. Every single thing that we're doing here, it's like, oh, there can be business happening there, but don't forget the bigger mission. And mm. the bigger mission is just bringing more love into the world. And how can we do that? So if uh, like I'm a school or I'm a business or I'm somebody who wants to bring Move One Million into my space and make it part of what I do every day, what's the, what's the front door look like? It's it's super easy. I mean, especially like right now, if you you can just simply go to m1m.org and you can register. If you are a school or you're a wellness coordinator at your corporation or whatever that might be, or a hospital, um, or perhaps maybe it's a senior living center mm-hmm. or for dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever, just go to m1m.org and you can register your school right then and there and you just put in your email and your name and your position in that school and we'll send you that broadcast every single day. Um, I mean, it, and it's free. It's for, or you can just go to the app, go to the uh, the Google Play Store or the App Store, download the app for free, and just join us. And it's a new broadcast, and we move and we're mindful every single day. And you know, it's really cool. We got a hundred thousand people moving every day now, which is cool. But I mean, we're on that mission, right? It's like it's it, growing all it, the time. It is, it is, and and we're getting there. And there's actually been a couple really amazing new partnerships that are budding here pretty soon. And, and I, I can't talk about them quite yet, but I'm beyond excited because this is going to bring in so many people that are passionate about helping others and it's going to give them the platform. Because cool. the thing is, Move One Million, it's not about me at all. It's about the, the movement, the music, and the mindfulness and bringing that love. And the, the, my biggest thing is now supporting the people who want to bring it to their communities. Okay. That's what it needs to be about. So we're, we're working on it right now. Good for you, man. man. I'm excited about that. Oh, between that, the podcast, everything, like just let's go. Move or it's m1m.org. M1m.org. If you want to register. All right, well, let's move in and switch gears here on I Needed That because every week we like to do uh, and take a little bit of a deep dive. And today you're going to talk a little bit about this idea of how quickly our mindset can shift when a basic need is threatened. That's what you typed out here, but w- yeah. what do you want that to mean for our audience? You know, I, I want... I want to relieve some of the pressure that a lot of people are putting on themselves, especially when they start scrolling through social media and they see, they see folks, um, you know, that are really focusing on this self-actualization and, you know, they're on a certain level and, you know, they're, they're, they're focusing on all these, these different aspects of their life. But the thing is, you have to understand that their hierarchy of needs, like a lot of their basic needs, their physiological needs, their needs for safety, like all of that, it's already being met. You were talking about Marilyn Manson up front. Yeah. What you call Maslow? <laughs> yes. I'm just being funny. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Marilyn Manson, what? <laughs> no, you were talking about Maslow's, what is it called? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. Yeah. And what does it say, basically? And so it's, it's, there's five basic levels of needs here. And so there's like the physiological needs, food water, shelter, then there's safety needs, just the need to be safe and to feel safe, whether it's your, you know, personal security, financial security, whatever, then it's love and belonging. And then it moves into esteem 
and then self-actualization. Okay. You know, and that's, that's the desire. I think I've heard this before. That's the desire to become like the, 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 the most that one can be. Right. And, um, is it so one, is it one of these things where you kind of have to have the first one, all the, all the boxes checked off before you can move to the next one, before you can move to the next one? You nailed it. Okay. And and our brains are wired that way. And so, Hmm. yes. And, and so it's, it's, you know, a lot of times, again, going back to scrolling the gram, comparing yourself to others, you see some of these people that are, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it because the thing is, you know, good on them that they have a lot of their, you know, some people might even see that when they're scrolling, they might see some of my feeds coming through and like, you know, whether I'm doing a meditation or, you know, an ice bath or something like that. It's like, Hey, all of these things really help improve your quality of life. But if you're fighting to put food on the table, yeah. You know, you're not thinking about an ice bath. No. You know, you're not thinking about a deep tissue massage. Let me go get a deep, uh, let me go get mindful here for yeah. a little while while my stomach growls. Yeah. Forget about it. Or, or if you need to put shoes on your kid's feet. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, and so the, I just, I, I, I just want to let everyone know, especially coming from a place where I, I, I had nothing. And when, when I was, you know, living out of my car, going back to that, um, you know, it was, it was all focused on where am I going to sleep tomorrow? You know, and okay, I got so much money in my pocket right now. So how am I going to eat? You know, and obviously I, I can, thank goodness we live in the United States and so I can get clean water out of a tap. Sure. But at the same time, um, you know, it's, it's really easy to play this comparison game and you see a lot of these people that are, you know, they're doing all these different things to improve their lives on a, on a much higher level on like that self actualization scale. And, and, and ultimately I, we, we want everyone to get there. We want to, I'm gonna have a question really quick. Yeah. Sorry to pause, but what, what is, what do you think that line is between comparing and getting motivated by? That's a really good question. So here's the thing. Comparison is not necessarily a bad thing unless it starts, you obsess over it. And if, if it starts to create negative emotions, you know, like in it, you, it wrecks your self esteem, kind yes, of. Okay. If it starts to destroy your esteem, that's a problem. Comparison is necessary also for competition. And also, mm. if, if for some people, if it's going to drive you to strive for more, great. You, take it, use it, let it fuel you. However, if you see it and it seems so far out of reach that you say, I can never achieve that, and then you start, and it creates negative self-talk, then that's, that's something there. I, I would, and typically with a lot of my clients who might be going through that, I always encourage them, if you're following that account, you need to erase it. You need yeah, to unfollow. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah, you absolutely. Whatever's going to cause that comparison, if it seems so far out of reach and only, only makes you feel bad about yourself, you have to get that out of your So glad you said that because yeah. I actually relayed that sentiment to some of these kids that I've been talking to last week. Yeah. I said, look at your feed right now and tell me how many of those people are making you feel better about your life, how many, people are, how many of those people are making you feel worse about your situation. And then can you please do yourself a huge favor and start following people that have what you want? Yes, yes. Because that's, to me, we talked about closing gaps, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got to listen to people that are smarter than you. Yes. You got to take, like, I love being around you because of the wealth of information that you have regarding exercise, nutrition, fitness, 
you you've you've forgotten more than I'm ever going to learn in that space. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say no, that. No, no, you do, and you help people close the gaps. There, that's that's the beautiful part about Thank what you, you bring to the table. You help people close the gaps, get information, learn, so they can do better in their lives. Yeah, absolutely, and p- trust me, everybody's in their car right now, or on their walk right now, or wherever you're listening to our "I Needed That" podcast, and they're shaking their head. This is the value that you bring to them. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, well, I feel the same way because like we'll sit down and we'll actually start talking about religion. You've had a lot of experience with a lot of religion and mental health. And so it's great because we can sit down and I can glean all kinds of good information off of you. So it's like we work really well there. Um, but yeah, going back to the whole comparison thing, if, if you can, if, you know, comparison, it's, it's a tricky word, but at the same time, if it motivates you and inspires you, yes, go for it. Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of comparison you need. Cause you're like, man, that guy, he, he's been where I've been and he's, you know, he's achieved X, Y, Z. And oh, if he can do it, I can do it. That's the kind of comparison that's healthy. However, there's a, on the, on the flip side that I was just talking about, if it causes any, any sort of negative self-talk or disdain or shame or like, I'll never have that. Yes, absolutely. Then you, you must remove it for your life. What is it doing to get you closer to a better life? Like at when did that kind of negative self-talk ever get you closer to where you want to be? It's all, in fact, it's only getting you further away. So you got to do yourself a favor and remove it completely. You and I mentioned that in the first couple of episodes, that idea that you are either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. And if you can make it that simple, it becomes so, so easy to make these decisions. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. Is there anything more you want to talk about with regard to how quickly mindset can shift when a basic need is threatened? Yeah. And, And here's the thing. And I think at the end of the day, I think the, the big takeaway that I want everyone to just think about today is that is, is where might you be on the hierarchy of needs? Like, are you focused on are, like right now? Are you worried about putting food on the table, water, mm. shelter? Mm. Are you okay there? Great. If you are, man, you're blessed. Awesome. Let's check that one off. Second. Okay. Now let's talk about safety. Are you safe in your environment? in your relationship are you safe financially are you going to be okay or you know is do you i mean or do you need to make decisions absolutely right. I mean, you make some need to make some really big heavy decisions sooner than later okay and and if you do okay that that's that's fine and here's the thing you don't need to be worrying about an ice bath then take care of what you got to take care of and then next love and belonging do you feel loved do you feel like you're capable of love like loving others. I mean, because that, that's number three, which is really, really interesting. Because, like, you know, especially on that, on the, on the hierarchy of things, like love and belonging, according to Maslow, comes before esteem, which is going to be, you know, respect, self esteem, status, recognition. But at first, you got to focus on yourself. Do you love yourself? Most of the humans that I interact with in my life are still working on the first three. You know, they're still working on physiological needs safety and just and loving themselves and so again if you when you're scrolling your feed and you see other people out there and they might be working on the self-actualization everything that's wonderful but if you're not there yet it's okay give yourself some grace because you got to take care of what you got to take care of first and again if you're just trying to put food on the table or you're trying to make sure that you're you and your family are safe for tomorrow for the next day or you're just trying to set up a foundation it's okay for your focus to be there you don't need to worry about some of these other things right now. Yeah. But now perhaps, perhaps a breathing exercise or a little meditation, it can only help. 
But for all what do right I say reasons, to you? What do I text you about once a week? What do I say? Oh yeah, you you always say you're like, dude, take ten minutes for yourself and just focus on your breathing, just a quick meditation, and I do it. And I mean, I, and I've been doing it for almost two years, and it makes a huge difference. Huge. So like, you can weave in all these different all these different things that can sometimes actually help you put. It'll help put you in a better place to handle some of these other stresses. But please give yourself some grace out there because you know, in, in a heartbeat. Some things can change. Like in a heartbeat, you can get a phone call and all of a sudden your safety is threatened or your physiological needs are threatened. And yeah. so it's like, appreciate what you got right now. And if you're focusing and if you're there in the, in the, in the lower tiers of the hierarchy, it's okay. Yeah, it's man. Okay. My top Medi tip is get to every place you have to go early so you can just sit in your car for 10 or 15 minutes and have that moment to yourself to just check in with yourself and see how you're feeling and you will just show up to whatever's next so much better. Um, that's going to wrap things up for us today. We're back next week. We've got another incredible episode planned for you. We're going to have a little bit more. It's going to be a little bit more of a lighthearted episode. I think typically what's happened so far in the first dozen or so episodes is there's been one that's a little heavier, and then we get light for a yes, couple episodes. Yes. Uh, and we want to make sure that we kind of continue that cycle. Don't forget to follow us on the I Needed That podcast Instagram feed. Uh, we're posting YouTube shorts now. The podcast yeah. is everywhere, including Alexa. Uh, what do you got planned for the rest of your week, man? Oh, gosh. Um, we got a ton of stuff going on with the, uh, with the new platform that we're building. So it's going to be it's super exciting. I, again, I can't talk about too much, but, man, it all comes back to the mission and just bring, bring more love into the world. So, okay, man. Yeah. How, how about yourself? What do you got going on? Uh, we are, gosh, what is going on this week? It's actually a light week coming off the speaking at the Juvenile Detention Center. I didn't yeah. book much for this next week because I thought I might be tired, and turns out I was right. <laughs> Yeah, man, you need to sleep. Bro, I give it up to teachers out there who spend eight hours a day trying to engage a classroom of 30 kids or something like that. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy, and just hats off to you. Absolutely. All right. Amen. All right, well, listen, we'll see you next week on our I Needed That podcast. Have a great rest of your week.